to hashtag analytics, a conversation between two individuals, one that's super passionate and one that's super opinionated, both around the topic of analytics. I'm Ann Jackson, and I'm joined with my co-host, Luke Stanky. Luke, who do we have on today, and what are we talking about? Today, we have a very special episode. We have the VP of Product Marketing from Tableau, Mr. Mark Jewett. Welcome to the show. Can't wait to talk about all things uh, I mean, we kind of talked about it beforehand, like we're talking a little bit about the product roadmap. Maybe we're going to talk about center of excellences and how to grow and build those teams. Uh, lots of awesome things to talk about. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much. I am really excited to be here. I, it, it's kind of a chance for a fan person to uh, actually just jump right in. So I don't know. I'm actually kind of nervous. I hope I do good. <laughs> Fine. So Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do beyond just a fancy title? What's your day-to-day -day look like at Tableau? Yes, well, it definitely isn't the fancy title. Uh, the, the, the things that I do every day uh, have to do with, uh, I'm in the marketing department, so, uh, but I focus on our product. Uh, so bringing new products to, to market and new features and, and helping make sure that uh, people are, are clear about what those things are and why we're doing them. Uh, the second thing I focus on is partners. So partner marketing is uh, also part of our team. And, um, you know, very seldom in the analytics world is a solution just, you know, one thing. It's oftentimes got to connect to many things and our partnerships are incredibly important um, uh, on behalf of our customers. And then the last thing, and, and I, I hesitate to say it, but perhaps a favorite is uh, around the community. So uh, we, we provide a bunch of support for the community uh, through user group programs. And maybe you guys know a little bit about ambassador programs and, you know, such things. And so um, that's, uh, that's what I get to do every day. Yeah, I'll be very excited to probe into like <clears throat> the hows and whys of, of, of the ambassador program, of, of uh, Zen master program all the different supports that are out there, community support, is very excited to kind of discuss those today. Yeah, I can't wait. Mark, we're both uh, Zen Masters. Why don't you tell us from your perspective how the Zen Master program has evolved and what has made you guys, Tableau as a company, continue to invest in this cool program, this recognition program of you know dedicated individuals in the community? Yeah, I, I think about it for a couple of reasons, and it's it's some of what makes the Tableau community special. You know, one is um, it's it's a place of inspiration, uh, and so the you know the the Zen masters are are some of the most inspiring people in the Tableau community, and and also extremely generous. And so the the combination of those things says that if if we can create a little bit of a, a spotlight. Uh, or a platform um, for those those people to do what they're awesome at, um, then get out of the way. Uh, honestly, then some really unique and amazing things happen. And um, so I, I think that's the fundamental driver behind it. Of course, I love the recognition part of it. Um, th these are folks uh, that are uh, have have more than earned the right to 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 really you know be recognized for excellence in a lot of different ways, mastery in many different ways. But um, yeah, for me, that that's almost a secondary to that first thing about just this, this core fuel for the community and, you know, the inspiration that, that comes with that and the, the fact that 
as a result of us having a Zen master program, there are more people out there that are having better discussions and more connections. Like that's goodness for everybody. So um, in terms of evolving, gosh, um, that's a good question. I, I, it's still fundamentally where it started, um, which is around the, the principles that we, you know, we want to recognize people for. Um, you can imagine that it, 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 it's a, it's, it's kind of a, it's an honor to the degree that there's a lot of people that are pretty interested in, in that honor. And, um, and so we always have our work cut out for us to take a variety of different inputs and do a good job to, um, select a, a very, you know, esteemed and representative crew. And that I would say in terms of evolving, that gets harder and harder. How much do you think that the community has influenced the direction you guys have taken the product? Not only from, I mean, obviously there's the community forums and being able to submit ideas, but even just, you know, broader, more strategic, longer term roadmap conversations. How much of that do you think people just out there are responsible for from the community? Yeah, I've been at Tableau for about just about a year. Uh, and so, uh, you know, a relative newbie. Um, and that also means that I, um, you know, came in from from experience in some other companies. And, and one of the things that I've really recognized is this huge external focus on what do we need to build. Um, it's it, it absolutely has to be paired with our research and sort of investigating into what's what's possible in a way that people might not even think to ask for for something that they they, they would benefit from um, and so we have to be pretty careful that we're, we're we're thinking about that side of it too uh, but boy sitting in the in the you know the design sessions that we do the roadmap sessions that we do the, the quarterly planning process that we do around the product, the amount of times that we talk about, you know, what people are asking for and why they're asking for it is, it, it's just very prevalent uh, or pervasive in those discussions. And so, um, and one of the, the best celebrations that happens when we put new stuff out is when we see people, for example, tweeting about it and saying, look at this cool stuff that I can do. And that's actually something that we measure. We, 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 we bring some data to the fact that, hey, we nailed it with this one. I'll give an example of one that we, we, we kind of a little bit missed, which was uh, set actions in, in 2018.3. Um, we, we knew that was going to be pretty special for people to keep lifting the what's possible in terms of interactivity um, on dashboards and business and things like that. But I would say the community told us we didn't amplify it enough. Um, and, and we didn't highlight it enough. And so, you know, that informs, hey, number one, let's keep going. Like parameter actions coming up in, in 2019.2, you know, just another kind of of step in that direction, but also making sure we really give people a good idea what's coming when, it's, when we think it's going to be cool like that. So, yeah, I, I think we take a ton of inspiration from what we get told to do. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think set actions was exactly that. It was, it, I, I looked at it and I think I can remember the tweet I sent was just like, if you haven't used set actions, you're missing out. Like this, yeah. is, this is the, this is where it's at. It, it brings Tableau in with, and matches it with some of the other tools that are out there that are a lot more interact, that were more interactive. And now they're just like one for one with, with the same sort of level of that interactivity. Yeah, we'll we'll keep listening because I'm sure there's a ton more that we can do. But 
it was it was a super good step no how do you like are, are you guys doing social listening so when someone i know that obviously you have the forums that are out there where you're like submit an idea to the forum is there the also the piece of like maybe people don't know that they need to submit an idea on the forum and there's a way to like socially listen to the 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 requests of the more active community yeah you know i think there's more we can do internally at tableau to uh in the kind of high scale automated listening side of things um many of us are really involved in the community including online um and and through social and so you know you got folks like francois um you know our chief product officer or ellie one of our you know ellie fields one of the key people in our in our engineering organization who gosh they've been in the community for a long time they're really connected they meet with a lot of user groups they're you know they're they're, they're um so I think those channels inform their thinking a lot in terms of um, sort of high scale listening in intent, you know, getting intent out of it. I think there's probably more we can do there. Um, but even with the listening that we do, man, the list of things that people want us to do is plenty long enough. Uh, and, and so you know, there's always that balance of, of listening even more versus getting that stuff done. I think that's kind of a constant challenge. Yeah, and, and so not to switch topics, but to switch topics, I know that you, as you said, sort of a newbie to Tableau, you came over from Microsoft. Yeah. What was the biggest shock to you in terms of culture, or in terms of the environment, the work environment at Tableau? Like uh, you were working on Azure when you left and now you're working on, uh, it's definitely not, it, it, Azure certainly complements Tableau. Like you're going to get data yeah. from it, and you're going to connect to it. Um, what's what's a, what's that change been like for someone who's moving from one of the the four or five giants, tech giants that are out there to um, you know Tableau is not small, but relative much much smaller than than those beasts. Yeah, uh, I mean a couple of thoughts on that. Um, one thing for me that I recognized is is that um, you know Tableau has maintained its kind of scrappiness as as it's been growing. It is a bigger organization for sure, and you know Microsoft's a big organization, but it does a lot a lot of different things. We have this pretty intense focus on you know data and analytics and helping people see and understand data. Like we wake up every day and think about that and everybody at Tableau thinks about it that way. And so one thing for me that I wouldn't say is a surprise, but I have to keep in mind is, is that, yeah, we are better when we get everybody lined up doing everything in kind of a, you know, a, a common direction. And, um, you know, that's one thing to do it with a hundred people. It's another thing to do it with 4,000. And so that's been a very thoughtful part of, of, uh, of Tableau for me. Nonetheless, you know, I don't have a bad thing to say about Microsoft. They're an important partner for us, especially on the Azure front, several different ways. A lot of customers are running, you know, Tableau in Azure. A bunch of customers connect to sources of data that are in Azure. Um, and so, I, you know, there, but I've had to take off some of the layers of, um, I don't know, armor that I had just to get things done in a massive organization. Uh, and um, that has felt really great at the stage that I'm at in my career. That has felt, you know, really, really uh, great and fun. And the last thing I'll say is by far the biggest surprise to me, if you would have explained everything about Tableau before I came uh, and then said, what 
you know, which part are you going to kind of call, you know, no way on, it would have been the community. I had read about it. I had, you know, I sort of could get a sense of it from, from, uh, from my research that I did, but the, the sort of the spirit of, um, generosity of everybody wanting to, to do better of, of just this love of data, of analysis, of, you know, making decisions based on data. And by the way, good heart. Um, every community conversation I have somehow, some way touches on some aspect of doing good. Um, when you add all that up, I, it's, you could have explained it to me in great detail. I don't think I would have believed it. So that, that has been a pretty incredible journey for me to, to sort of see how that all works and, and be, you know, my little, little piece of it. I think I can kind of add on just from my experience in the community, I think where it's different for me and maybe you experience as well, it's just that trust is a tough thing with data. And I think that we get past that and we get much more to this uh, collaboration and problem solving spirit as a result. And that's what I think you see as a byproduct is we're so excited about the opportunities to figure things out. And it's, it's beyond just, you know, the basics of with, with data that you typically find, I think, within most organizations or when you approach it from most directions or most tools. And when you think about the tool, like the whole premise of Tableau is to put data in front of people who don't, I mean, there are, you have your normal core users, but what you do is you're able to expand to individuals who normally don't have access to the data that they normally would. Um, and you're empowering those business users in the organization i think that's like you know not to drink the juice too much which obviously we have we're uh, given given our ambassador status <laughs> with tableau like we're we want and we push every day to make sure that business, everyday business users are interacting with that tool and that's i think the the secret in it is that you you will have a happy community when you're empowering them and the tool is naturally designed to empower them yeah, I think the intention is is really important because I, I don't I don't run around having people tell me a lot, hey, I want to make sure everyone is using Tableau. Um, that feels like very much a byproduct. Like the spirit that I hear when I get to talk to people that use Tableau and 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 you know people that are, are figures in the Tableau community, the spirit that I hear is much more about the outcomes. I really want people to understand data better. I really want people to go out and do good with data. I really, you know, these are the things that I hear over and over. And so, uh, sure, Tableau is a commercial organization, and we would like lots of opportunity to grow and keep on this mission that we're on. But um, it does feel that there's a bigger spirit and intention there that's pretty, pretty core, pretty key to it all. Yeah, yeah. I want, okay, I'm going to ask a hard question now, if that's okay. Okay. So, so we'll right, <laughs> the community is really excited about Tableau, and then like you see Gartner come out with its magic quadrant for for BI, and you kind of like. I wouldn't say that Tableau went down, it's always kind of moving up, but uh, you see these other tools moving closer and you, like, it, like for me, I'm like, whoa, why are, what, like, I've seen what Tableau's put out. Uh, why is that? I like, dug into the report a little bit more. And so I was like, I want to understand what the product gaps are. And obviously as someone who uh, I would imagine on the marketing side, like this is a huge piece of, of the work that you're doing is like, there are a couple of areas where where there's where where there's supposed product gaps, and I'd love to just like get 
what what's your impression of that or like what's the company's stance on uh the magic quadrant yeah uh, for 2019 yeah you know third party voices are really powerful in the industry um you know they 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 have the opportunity they they come with the feeling of um not being biased uh, and so they're, they're an important input. Uh, they're important input for us. They're important input for customers that are considering, you know, alternatives and options. Um, and so it's important, but it's an input. Um, that's one thing that I remind myself about is, is that, you know, it's, um, it's quite a process that uh, Gartner goes through to collect a lot of information and it's a view on the world. Um, and so I think what they have to say is important and meaningful. And I also think there's a bunch of other inputs that are pretty darn important that we, we make sure that we listen to. Um, as, and the, the second thing I'll say is, is that, you know, there's a lot of focus in the, in the magic quadrant around the relative positioning of the different vendors in the space. And it's, uh, it's funny. I've been at an organization that did a lot of focus and decided what they were going to do based on the competitors or the, the, the vendors in the space and what, you know, what they were doing. And, and I got to say, boy, Tableau does not think that way. Um, it, it is, it is very much focused on where we started, which is what do we hear from the community? What do we hear from customers? You know, what, what do we, what does our research tell us that we can go and really disrupt the way that people uh, approach data and analysis today. Um, that being said, you know, they talked about some, some gaps in the report. They talked about some strengths. Uh, the strengths felt great. I mean, they essentially said it's a, it's, it's a leader in data visualization, uh, especially in terms of ease of use and user enablement. They talked about um, customers as fans, actually. So they talked about very explicitly the Tableau community and all the value that that, uh, um, that, that brings to people that, that use Tableau. Uh, and they talked about the fact that we were um, sort of making more progress than the industry. Um, and uh, those felt great. Um, we're going to keep challenging ourselves in all of those areas. Uh, some of what they pointed out in terms of gaps, one was around um, kind of ab ability to deal with, I forget how they phrased it now, embarrassing, uh, something about ability to deal with complex data. Um, yeah, uh, um, what they called, I think, mode two data sources. Yeah. Yeah, the mode one, mode two thing itself is kind of an interesting, I, I, I personally haven't heard customers, um, in, I haven't been engaged in a lot of customer discussions where we talked about mode one and mode two. Yeah, um, that's, that's, you know, Gartner terminology. They need to come up with terminology to explain what they're talking about. I find, you know, the, the, a customer environment tends to have a little more richness and, and nuance in it than, than simple terms like that. But it, it kind of came down to our ability to support um, multi-fact tables, more complex schemas and things like that. And um, you guys will probably remember even at Tableau Conference, TC18, we were up on stage talking about some of the modeling capabilities um, that we're working on. Um, that is right in that space of helping solve for um, some of you know some of what uh, Gartner pointed yeah, out. I've, and mode two for those curious is more of the I think it was focuses more on like the exploratory, less defined data pieces, and that's where like being able to ask data or being able to do uh, at like uh, regression on the on the fly, things like that are. Yeah. sort of fit into that piece, I believe. Yeah, I, I think that's right. You, you, 
you mentioned ask data and that's a really um, interesting one uh, you know we so in uh, just just several weeks ago now um, maybe about uh, five weeks ago uh, we put out 2019.1 very excited for that to hit the street one of the things that um, we were excited about in particular was ask data um, and uh, it's worth talking about I'd, I'd be curious what you guys have kind of seen and experienced with it we I've heard a lot of great reception so far um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I, I'd love to just, I think my story on Ask Data is one of the, the more, like the whole ironic stories because I was like, Ask Data, I did the first time I saw it, I was like, that is, to be frank, I was like, that is a stupid feature. I don't think that's very <laughs> useful. And then, of course, like, you, it's stupid when you don't see the use case for it. But when you then see the exact use case for it, it's like, whoa, that's exactly what's needed. So like earlier this or late last year, I was working with a client and what they needed were basically a bunch of ad hoc snapshots that an exec could ask at any given point. And we were spending so much time developing all these one-off, like the, exactly what's coming out of ask data. It's like, here's all the different pieces. We're going to take a snapshot and we're going to put it in a, in a PowerPoint in the end because the, they obviously don't have access to create these one-offs, but now they can, and they do actually do this, is the CEO will go in and do a, a basic ask data and get the high level information that's needed for them to make a decision at that one given point. So just like, you would have never guessed that, um, at least in my viewpoint, it's like, I would have never seen the use case for it. And then it's right in front of me <laughs> six weeks later, like here's this exact need for it. And it's like, perfect. Yeah. And they, they are using it today, which is the crazy thing. Uh, love that story. I, I, for me, the, if, if, if um, somebody goes in and they look at a dashboard and they think to themselves, I know the answer is supposed to be here. Right. But there's, they have to sort of discern what's going on. And of course you can, as, as, as somebody who authored that work, there's many things that you can do to help point them to the answer that might be on their mind. But the context of me typing in what I'm specifically interested in and having it come back and say, here's the answer to your question, I think is really powerful in terms of approachability. Number one, there's just something that feels more, you know, feels natural, I'll say to, to that experience. Um, and then relevance, you know, one of the things that, that we work super hard on, in fact, we made an acquisition to even improve our, our, our capabilities in the area, uh, was to make sure that we really discerned what is somebody asking, right? That, because there's a, a keyword based search is not going to give you a very relevant, um, return, you know, understanding the context of what's really being asked is super important for this thing to take off. And so if you know that you can approach this thing, feel like I'm doing a natural act and get some visualization back that actually answers the question that I asked, um, that's a pretty sweet spot to hit. So we're ambitious. And I'll, I'll kind of add on. So like from my perspective, I mean, this is, you know, you know, you think about natural language processing or querying and you guys have, have been talking about this for years and it's evolved. Like at least from my perspective, it almost started inside of a dashboard. And then at some point you guys made almost like a strategic decision to deploy it on server first. And I feel like that was actually a really smart decision when you think about um, who you're engaging and who you want to use that as a tool. 
I, when I saw it originally and, and you guys had kind of said, hey, it's going to be on server, I think of it again as another enablement tool. I mean, even as it's released in its current state with the way it, you know, constructs queries, even if it is basic format, I think that benefits from an educational value of how people actually interact with it. And I, I also think there's that byproduct that you talk about which I'm extremely interested in, which is how do people ask questions of data? And I'm sure you guys are cataloging that and trying to figure that out and understanding, you know, hey, if this is like a real estate data set, what are the pertinent questions? Because that helps everyone get to the the answers they're looking for more rapidly. So I find that part to be intriguing. And I think it it's, um, you know, I, I tell my clients, I'm like, this is a game changer. Like, if you're not keeping up with the pace of innovation, I said, well, you need to start keeping, I told, I told customers that, or my clients that buttons were a game changer, like buttons are a game changer. And then you think about buttons and then you're like, oh, by the way, there's ask data here. Like these are significant enhancements to, you know, an ecosystem of analytics that you guys are, are sharing with your, with your customers. Yeah. Uh, thank you for saying it that way. It certainly feels that way. I try to make sure we're not inside of an echo chamber and just, you know, pleasing, pleasing ourselves, but that it's, it's relevant. I, one of the things that I have found that's interesting, I, there are certainly a whole bunch of Tableau users that are far more capable than I am, but I'm a reasonably capable Tableau user. There are times where I can get a question asked and answered faster using Ask Data. Right, so I'm in the marketing department and there's things that we think about like, what's the flow of leads to sales and things like that. You know, it actually, I can go to dashboards and look at that information. I'm certainly capable and, and able to do that. But sometimes I've got just a very specific question and I wanna say, what do my leads look like for February? And man, is it useful and nice to be able to have just that come back and answer that for me. Um, it, and, uh, and so even for somebody that's pretty capable, um, beyond the users that we're trying to increase the approachability for and things like that, I think there's some pretty interesting use cases. And boy, you start to think about it being on your phone, could you text Tableau and have it send back the answer, you know, while you're on the run. And I think there's a lot there, even for the, what we might think of as more the power user, or the deep user. So more to come. Yeah, uh, to to that, like the ask data, I see as you can either give someone a really giant table with lots of filters, and to the disdain of every analyst who has to do that, and they're like, <laughs> but really, that's because somebody wants one number, and to get to that one number, they know what they need to do, and it's often going to be some sort of grid value, but with ask data, and this is the, the value where I've seen it as well. It's just like. I, I just need to know the raw number of uh, of new clients, right? So just type in how many new clients did I have last month? And there it is. So. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. There's the answer. So for a long time, Tableau has talked about, you know, we, you know, asking questions of your data, right? And, and that, um, became a much easier experience when you could drag and drop and have the, the power of VizQL in behind it. And, you know, that was a big innovation. Um, this is another step, I think, in how do you ask questions of your data. And, and uh, I, I think we're, we're pretty excited to be pushing the, the, the envelope here, especially on relevant. I, if this was just sort of some tricky, you know, bring, bring back keyword, you know, I think that would be really disappointing. But I, I think as people try this out, they're going to see it's, it's, it's pretty great. Oh, and I, 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 like, 
yes, it is still, it's like the first production version yeah. of it. So it's only going to get better, which is the nice thing. Like I have to, when, when I, someone's not getting what they want, I have to reiterate, like you're getting something to start with and it's only going to get better the next time. Um, and it's, it's, it's going, those features are going to get enhanced. So you can probably have more nuanced questions and it'll land you an even more nuanced answer. Yeah, it's, it'll improve for several reasons. Number one is it'll improve as we continue to invest and improve the technology. The second thing it'll improve based on is as we can see usage. Um, that will really help us uh, to uh, to learn, and and so that'll be an important area. And then the third area is is that look, the truth is is that if you take garbage data, and you put a beautiful system over it, you still get garbage out of it, and and so it it's gonna you know as people keep thinking about sort of the process element and the data element of of how they're being a more data driven culture, if we can you know sort of use that that buzzword here. Um, then you know they're going to have to recognize or they're going to have to invest in making sure that their data is structured in such a way that it's well suited to answering questions and so it i think it's going to be those three things working together that that keeps the train moving i want to kind of drill in there because you kind of open the door from my perspective you know when i think about tableau a lot of people think about like the desktop product being able to analyze data but you guys have done a lot of work over the past years i mean server's been around for a long time, you know, you have Tableau Prep that you're building up as, a, you know, as another tool in the kit, like it's a, it's a fully fledged platform. So I want to kind of hear from your perspective, how are you guys as a data company addressing sort of like a platform solution as opposed to just sort of like a point solution of, you know, making beautiful charts and hosting them? Yeah, you're right. It's a very thoughtful process. Um, you know, we need to be careful on the one hand not to, you know, solve every problem that ever existed uh, and be uh, focused on, you know, quality, end-to-end, easy-to-use, you know, simple experiences to solve important problems. Um, and that's been a hallmark and sort of, you know, in Tableau's blood from very early on. Um, but it is also true that we can help more. Um, and and uh, Tableau Prep is a really great example of that. You know, we we released uh, almost a year ago now um, what we now call Tableau Prep Builder, uh, and uh, we could talk about Conductor too. But just to focus on Builder for just a minute, you know, that was born from the fact that we sort of literally and figuratively watched over the shoulders of a whole bunch of analysts out there and saw where they were spending their time, uh, and it, you know the the kind of the the mountain in front of doing great analysis, right, was getting the data in a shape and a level of cleanliness that, that you could you could really do something great with it. And so that became the birth of the expansion into more of the data management area. And, you know, we did that in a way that's very true to kind of how Tableau thinks about things, you know, trying to enable the, the, the end user or the person that's using it. Um, trying to do it in a very visual way, you know, where the, the, the tool is kind of fitting how you think. And um, and so we, we we moved into that space very consciously, both with a, we think there's a meaningful problem here to solve, and there's a way to do this with Tableau that's kind of different um, than, than, than most people might think about it. Um, so I think that's kind of been the, the, the formulation. You, you could talk about collaboration in a very similar way you know, great, I'm able to, to do this amazing analysis, right? But it's not gonna get actioned if I can't get 
all the right people to know that it's out there, to be able to discuss it, right? Iterate on it, feedback, right? So that became, you know, some of the, the reasons that Tableau Server was really important and originally born was to be able to share amongst a, a group of people and, and, and do um, better analysis across an organization. And so I think that all kind of fits together in something that makes sense in my brain. I don't know, you guys give me some feedback whether, whether you, you've seen method to the madness. Like, I think I can see the strategic growth and, and, and shift. Like, again, I think the concept of the platform is much more true now than it was before. I think I kind of said this pre-show is like, I think a lot of the hardcore people are like power desktop users, but there is a bunch of people. For every power desktop user, there's 10 to 50 people that they facilitate sharing data with. So it's a huge opportunity. And I think what I really happy about in terms of you guys kind of stepping into that field is exactly your approach and how you go about doing it because I think that that can be beneficial in the long run of how you certify data sources, how you actually visually cleanse your data, how you're building it and, and demystifying a lot of what I think has previously been mystified and off in the hands of IT. I mean, you know, I always say that I'm the, the, the business user that, you know, infiltrated IT to get what I wanted because I couldn't access my data. And I think <laughs> a lot of, you know, that's the same kind of concept of, I think, how you guys approach a lot of this stuff, which, which has a lot of benefit and it helps, honestly, I'd say a lot of people get more savvy. We'll, we'll use the term savvy when it comes to data in general. Yeah. There's a really core idea here that I think is super important, which is, um, do you, so I think we all accept that data is incredibly important to uh, the organizations that we work with, um, that there's a lot of value to be garnered out of the data and that the competitive sort of organizations or the most successful organizations uh, into the future are going to be the ones that sort of figure that out. I think we probably can all agree on that. And I, I, and I think also we agree that, um, hey, data is really sensitive, right? Data is really um, uh, important and, and, you know, who gets it, who gets to see it, you know, all of those things are, are, are equally important. And so we, you know, we start to talk about this area of governance. We can't, you know, we can't leave, you know, governance behind because data is important to make decisions to, to the business. I think what there's, an ongoing debate about, and certainly Tableau has a perspective on it, and, and I'd love to hear yours, um, is that the way to get there, to, to thread those two needles, doesn't start with control. It, it actually starts with empowerment. And it, it, it's a pretty different idea. I've been working with IT teams for more than 20 years. Um, and it's a pretty different idea, I can tell you, from that, that mindset. It usually starts from control. And what that results in is, okay, I'm the, the, the I've had, I forget the words that you use, but I'm going to infiltrate, right, the, the, the systems and get what I need, right, well, of course, I'm going to do that in some tool that's not governed at all, and I'm going to send that around an email, and it's going to get posted somewhere, and heaven help us if it's going to get posted outside the organization. Flip that around and think about a world where you start first with how do we draw people in, right? How do we enable them to answer their stuff, right? Because they got a job to do just like we do. And if you start at that place, 
right? And and then you say, oh, by the way, when you get your copy of Tableau, your access to Tableau, you need to take this class. And here's your sign-on credentials. Now we know when you're signing in and you know what you're looking at and what stuff's getting used. And do we have enough capacity to serve up the, the visits so everybody gets the right performance? And you know, there's a lot that happens that you can now see what's going on. And so I think that debate is, is still playing itself out in different ways. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I, I'm like living this. Like I've, I've. Do you tell? I, I just, I've worked with a number of organizations, and the focus on empowerment is so important. Uh, but there is such a natural tendency to assume that governance is a negative thing, and it requires control. Like I've heard the number of times I've heard is that governance and uh enablement are two they're like juxtaposition there are two sides of of whatever and i'm just like no it doesn't have to be that way if you create an environment that is inviting for people to come in and get what they want then you have the ability to grow the organization's capacity for analytics if you have if you create the things that the business analysts or the whatever business unit wants, they're going to come to you and ask for that support. You can't be in a place where you are the one person or the one team that does all the work and then supplies an answer to them. That ultimately creates a giant gap in the business. This is, you just said the, the, the organizations that will thrive and succeed in the future are organizations that are gonna empower their business. There are only a handful of organizations that things are heavily automated. Uh, the rest of them involve people. So many decisions amongst people. And when you put things behind layers and require them to come to you, that slows down the processes, it slows down innovation. And when you have your competitors out there who are realizing that when you empower and you get them a step closer, you're ultimately going to fall another step behind. And that's yeah. just like, that's why I said I've, I've lived it. I've seen it, especially in the last few years where it's like, don't, there's so much fear in that if you empower, you're going to lose somehow the control and therefore you, you know, someone else is going to get promoted over you. Like that's, it, it shouldn't be that way if you are providing the, and I know I'm ranting, but it's like, if you provide the access, you'll be the one recognized for the ability to help grow the organization. Yeah. I think there's enough heroes out there that it's it's starting to sink in. I think, and you know, the, my advice to an organization that is feeling nervous about that is start with your data that's less sensitive. Um, there's all kinds of data that's not as sensitive that still is meaningful in your business decision making, and sort of you know prove it to yourself. Um, and uh, and so yeah, we're. We're working with a lot of organizations on what does it mean to be a more data-driven culture. Um, in fact, we've been working on some stuff. It's not quite publicly shared yet, but we've uh, we've got some stuff coming um, pretty soon here called the Tableau Blueprint. And the Tableau Blueprint is 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 exactly that. You know, yes, there's a technology aspect to being a more data-driven culture, um, but there's more than that. The capabilities are definitely going to be about the, the 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 technology, but they're also going to be about the people, sort of the proficiency level of people, both your your intense user group as well as your your broad your long tail of users and just you know some of the more uh, baseline data literacy things. And 
and I would say from this, like I, I've heard inklings of the blueprint hmm. and I think what it is most reminiscent and how like was very, really opened my eyes is Anne said she came like she was a business user and then moved in and how she could, I the same way. Like I worked in the business and I needed access to all these things. And then I was uh, put in the position of like, figure out how to enable our organization via Tableau. And the one thing that really, I guess, it really drew me in was the Tableau Drive methodology, the white paper. Yeah. It was like, this is how it's supposed to be done. Like I took that plus a few other pieces of literature that I read and it was like, I need to implement this to the T. And by doing so, it really like set us off in the right journey. And it, I feel like if it's anything, if the blueprint is anything like the drive methodology, it, if people are willing to follow, uh, they're, they're going to see that, that growth. My, my feeling is you're going to be really excited by what you see. Um, I'm not going to make any comparisons between the things, but I think the level of specificity, the point of view that it takes um, on a prescriptive sort of thought process about how do you do this, of course, everybody's own mileage is going to vary and you need to, it needs to be flexible. But, um, and then also just the thought across, not just the technology, but the people, the process, you know, inclusive. I think I'm, I'll be really excited to hear you guys' feedback and, and, and find out what we need, need to do next. What, one of the, by the way, one of the most amazing things about it is community. Um, and, and so what am I talking about? I'm, I, the, one of the fascinating things that we've, we've gotten to see um, in a variety of different customer conversations is they have taken a note of what's going on in the Tableau community and they're doing it in their organization you know, different manifestations of it, but um, hey, let's roll out, you know, let's use, pick your internal social media platform, right? And let's use that as a forums, right? Or let's use that as a discussion group. Let's start an internal user group that's just specific to our organization. Um, let's do some contests. We've seen people, you know, sort of take notes on the Iron Viz stuff and say, whoa, what would that look like to do in our organization? And then run those. Um, comes back to center of excellence, right? And what does it mean to have inspiring, you know, people that are there to enable a whole uh, cast of characters, a whole organization. And so I, that might be one of the things that I'm most excited about Tableau Blueprint and, and what we're doing around community is within an organization, all the benefits that can, can kind of come from that. And I might just be like, this is paraphrasing from what I'm seeing is I think that one of the trends this year for the, my again, based on my experiences, is that center of excellences are starting to figure it out. And they knew that they sort of knew the pro the, what they kind of needed to do. But this year, it's just been I've seen a number of organizations figure out the pieces that they need to put together that aren't just from the technical side, but on the community side to help grow that center of excellence. Like you have to have someone who's a true evangelist for the tools and technologies within the center of excellence. So just like an analytic center of excellence, you need people that are experts and that love the product and can show individuals across the organization of what can be done. It's really like yeah, people who ha know the art of the possible. Well, um, 
the 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 teach a person to fish metaphor is uh, I think a really important one in the community efforts. It, Workout Wednesday, great example of that, right? It, I'm not going to say here here's all the answers, right? And now you know it, right? <laughs> there's a workout part. There's a learn it part. There's a you know figure it out. The act of doing that means you're going to know it way better. You're going to bring that to it the next time. You're going to pay it forward and teach the next person. And so, the kind of stuff we see in the tableau community, I think, is uh, let me be bold. I think it's going to change the way IT gets done. Uh, I think the concept of of internal, you know, um, user community is is such a powerful one. Um, I think it can break down some of the tension that's existed in the in the IT and business relationships over time. I I, I really think it's going to change it. So, just think, you guys are on the cutting edge. <laughs> so it's it's funny because I feel like like so. I'm obviously, you know, this has been my world as well. Like the fact that we're having a conversation about how we change hearts and minds and we're not talking about how we drag and drop or how we do something like literally the widget, you know, the components of how to do the thing. We're talking about how, how we enable other people is, is huge. I'm curious from your perspective when you think about the Tableau blueprint or how we're going to get to this center of excellence concept or how that's going to really ignite since it's been around. Is leadership owning that? Is it coming from the business side? Is IT there? What does that look like? I mean, obviously there's friction. We all know that it's there, but how, who is driving it or what does it look like when IT drives it versus uh, the business? Yeah, I'm kind of focused on, in my own personal journey on it, I'm kind of focused on two groups. One is um, the ones that are doing it successfully. I want to just put them up there and show a big spotlight. And somebody that jumps to mind on this, um, I, I hope he doesn't mind if I call him out, but Mitchell Grewer at Cargill. Uh, I had a chance to see Mitchell talk about um, what they're doing around internal user community and the relationship between more central kind of um, analytics teams and then the, the business groups um, and the types of benefits that they're getting, you know, no trouble tickets on, on Tableau, right? Because they get solved through the community. Um, hundreds of users participating in viz contests internally and even having senior staff be judges uh, on, in those viz contests. That to me sends a whole message to the organization that says being data driven is really important. We're going to do better at this. And somebody like a Mitchell that, you know, just gives you a bit of a beacon if you're, if you believe in that, but you're not exactly sure how you're going to get there. Um, that's one group I'm kind of focused on. The, the second one is um, leaders in more central groups like IT that do believe that, that, um, you know, those groups are going to have to morph with the times and that, you know, they're, they are critical to business outcomes and that the contention is not a useful thing for the company to succeed. And yet they're looking for patterns that work. Um, that's something that I can bring to Tableau. You know, I'm capable of having those kind of discussions with those types of leaders and, and, and uh, you know, helping sort of chart a path. So if we take something like the Tableau Blueprint, we work with our partner community to, to help us all be using sort of the same mindset and same approach and terminology. Then we focus on those couple of communities. I, I think that will help a ton. And boy, I'm, my ears are wide open for other things that we can do because I think it's a rich area of opportunity. Having strong senior C-level evangelists just saying, we know we need to do this to get better and grow is regardless, you have to have a catalyst, whether yeah. it's one person at a, that's pushing it up or 
one person or many people at the top pushing it back down. There's got to be someone who's not just partially inspired because they read that it's important. It's that they have to believe and be willing to prioritize it. And I think that's like, that's the key piece, like wrapping all, that all back in. It's like, that's the big piece. You got to have people that believe uh, that data is going to make a difference and not just in the variety of like, let's put it in an Excel spreadsheet and right. let's get, get it, get it out. We need to automate and save, save time, get to insights faster. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I think it's a combination of the, the, the sponsorship and belief uh, and underwriting of the senior um, influential people together with people that can pull it off. Right. Uh, that's important too. Uh, and uh, that's why when you go to the Tableau conference, some of my favorite sessions are seeing people that are pulling it off. Right. I like the things about what's the product do. And the, I, I, those are definitely amazing, but um, you know, seeing Chick-fil-A, you know, talk about how, how they are becoming a more data-driven culture and talking about actually stuff that she's learned in, in the Tableau community, right, that she's brought back to Chick-fil-A um, is, yeah. I, I find that really fulfilling. And I, I, think, I think Kelly is out there and, like, I know that like, they have a lot of really great talent who are, again, once again, the big piece of having an evangelist for analytics in the organization. Yeah. Yeah. It's super good point for sure. Well, what else do we want to talk about? So I, this, this might be a, a tricky topic, too, but I'm going to say it because I've encountered this a lot recently. I've experienced this myself as a Tableau customer. The pace of innovation you guys are driving at is insane right now. Is that limited to me? And like, like I, I say that I underscore that with don't stop, please don't stop. But are you conscious of that pace of innovation and, and what, you know, <laughs> help me deal with it? And you're just not working enough hours. Let's move on to the next question. Please. And, and that's funny because when we, were, when, when we were talking about like 10 or 18, 2018.1 to 2018.2, yep. it's like, I don't even look, before when there was like, 10.1.10.2, there was like small version changes. And now it's like, these are major releases between each step. And yeah. the innovation is, uh, it's awesome. And it's, uh, you know, we, we trying to keep organizations up with that pace is like, back to Anne's question. <laughs> well, the good news is I've solved it all. And I will now give you the secret decoder. Uh, no. I, my my personal feeling, and I can say this from experience from uh, fr from the experience from Azure, is a very similar set of challenges, which is tech right now. You know, in a world where things are more and more deliver delivered on a continuous basis, you know, with with subscription offers that are you know have an expectation of more and more. And by the way, I think we need to do more and more things to make it easy to get to the latest stuff. Right, because it's one thing to understand yeah. what's coming, but then people within organizations may not have access to it. And so I have pretty bold ambitions around what we can and should be doing, um, even with our Tableau online offer uh, and, and, and what we can do to keep making that more and more um, uh, a, a, a applicable or, or usable by, by folks. Because then, you know, we take a barrier out of the way to get the technology to people. Then it's the, okay, so it's there. 
what do I, how do I even know it's there? How do I, and then what's the way for me to learn it? Cause by the way, I've got a day job or two or three. Um, I'll tell you, I've been hearing this a lot. I had breakfast with uh, Eva Murray when I was in London uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and it was the first thing she asked me about. And so you guys are the cream of the crop in terms of, you know, like tableau stuff. Right. And if you're telling us that, Oh my goodness, you know, that that's, that's gotta be at the front of our mind. And so um, there is a lot of stuff that we have to be as innovative in terms of learning as we do in terms of the product. And, you know, we, there are things that we do. We, we try and do these free videos. Um, we, uh, we, well, we don't try and do it. We do these free videos with the intention of, of helping you be able to watch a five or six minute thing and, and understand something better. Um, we uh, are with the 2019.1 release. Uh, we put um, Ask Data out there in a public forum where you could go try it without uh, having to, you know, do it on your own server instance, et cetera. So we're trying to get the barriers out of the way of people being able to try it with a data set and things that are set up. Um, we're, we're, we're thinking through scenarios about little snippets that maybe we deliver in Twitter, you know, or, 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 or Facebook lives that are just, you know, like, hey, here's two minutes on this thing, you know, easy, you know, fast, easy to learn. Um, but to me, one of the big answers to this question is all of you, uh, or let me say all of us, which is, uh, I think one of the, the, the biggest places that, that, um, one of the biggest foundations or, or assets that, that we have to solve this problem is work, workout Wednesday, makeover Monday, Tableau tip Tuesday, you know, like uh, the, all the variety, the blog posts that the community is doing. Um, I think uh, Lindsay Poulter was one of the more uh, influential figures in people helping start to see what was possible with set actions, right? That's not a Tableau employee that's sitting down to do a Tableau task. That's something that's just like, wow, this is really cool. I want the world to understand what's possible on these things. And so it's going to be a combination of those. Um, I don't have a silver bullet, though. It's, it's a tough problem. We're not going to stop innovating. Um, that's pretty important, too. So um, we'll have to figure some things out together, I think. I mean, I, I say it all, like, again, very good-hearted. I mean, I literally have conversations that compel people to move forward because of new features, and I think that's really powerful. Like, it's not a joke. You need to, you know, you're, you've got an investment. You, should, you need to get the most out of it. So I think it's really amazing that you guys are in, that you've positioned yourself to be in that phase, you know, in that space. I'm still sweating to keep up, but I'll, I'll happily... <laughs> We'll we'll keep taking uh, we'll we'll keep considering new ways to do it, and we're certainly you know would be excited to hear ideas that people have. Um, yeah, we have a whole academic effort too. I mean, I, I don't know it, your guys' awareness of that, but we really believe in sort of training the workforce of the future, not just on Tableau, but but importantly on data. Right. So creating a data native people talk about digital native. I'm thinking about data native. You know, um, uh, people coming out of class where uh, analyzing and getting insights out of data is on the same level as doing a, you know, a presentation or, you know, sending an email or so it's just one of the tools that you have. So it, it's And we're starting, we're mainly at the college level right now, but we got to get down into the, my wife's yep. a third grade teacher. I would love her to be teaching data. So can, can you talk a little bit more? Like I love, I just think I'm now like an old dinosaur. It doesn't, it's, things go by very fast and it's like, Oh, you know, half a life ago, I was starting college and, 
and now it's, uh, you know, data wasn't anything to like, it was like, how can I skip out on a stats class? How do I work around that? <laughs> Uh, because you know it's never going to be used like who uses data at right that point uh, Boo. exactly <laughs> now, now i'd be very curious because you do spend so much time with academic programs what's sort of like what's the pulse within colleges are they are they bringing in the like do we see more integration of data like the tableau academic side how much of the are we seeing colleges sort of start to integrate uh, not just, you know, the concepts of understanding and using data, but really the, the functional tools that they're ultimately going to end up using. I, I, I just imagine like half of the, half of the people that I know, know SQL and they didn't have a single, like there's no SQL in college class. Right. It's such an important area. I got a ton of passion around this. Um, so you know, Tableau, we're doing several things. Uh, we, we have a program where we um, will give away to, to, to verified students and to teachers, we give away Tableau software. And, you know, we did that on the order of 250,000 plus last year alone, which is, um, you know, a, a, a huge amount of people. Now, what are they encountering in their classes to help them better understand it, right? What, what are they doing to prepare to understand the, the, the follow-on opportunities in the workplace? Um, and, and so, uh, in fact, I spent, um, I think I can say this, I spent uh, the end of last week with USC, uh, with the Marshall School and other schools down there talking about, hey, what, what does this, you know, what does it look like to arm the future workforce with the right data uh, skills. And um, we certainly believe that Tableau has an important role to play in that. But part of it was beyond just, you know, folks that are in obvious analytical careers, you know, that that's one group. Um, that's an important group, you know, it spans a lot of different careers. But it's actually kind of the small part of the pie, in my opinion. Um, the big part of the pie is we all have to be good with data. We all have to be influential in our presentations. We all have to get insights and make better decisions as a result of it. So I'm equally as interested in, in penetrating or, 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 or making progress with that, that wide group of students. And at USC, it was really interesting. I think some of them were really getting it like, ah, somebody might be in this you know, pursuit, this field of study, and maybe that doesn't jump out as an analytics one, but they need to be influential. They need to stand in front of a group and be able to present a coherent, you know, case to do something. And so it was a really great discussion. And I would say that's the bolder ambition is to arm every student uh, with, with those skills. I think it's happening. So I think, so kind of add on just a story from my perspective, I went into my alma mater, Arizona State University recently and talked in front of a data-driven marketing class, right? These are exactly what we're Amazing. talking about. You know, this is marketing and I'm presenting, you know, real work that I've done for clients. And these are people that, you know, their main jam is not data. It's not math. This is a byproduct of it, but they can see the value of it. So I know those conversations are happening. I told them, one of the reasons I got an MBA was so I could continue to have a free license of Tableau because I feel like it's that important in your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
you have these resources at your disposal. You are not leveraging what's out there in the world if you're not taking advantage of it. Because I think you're absolutely right. Like there's not going to be a day that goes by where someone's not encountering some sort of data or has to use some sort of fact or insight to prove a point, to drive change. Yeah. That's, uh, and it's the same with us. Like we internally have like a Slack channel that is strictly dedicated to, to higher ed just because it's like oh that's cool we just like we see that as a per se pervasive gap and it's like oh well we have experts that live and breathe in different contexts of the real world and people are like they do all these case studies in in undergrad and then they're going to go out and they're going to be like we're not doing any of the like we're not doing any of those things because no one taught us the actual skills that besides the case study, but it's clear that you could just like clearly put those in undergraduate programs. And that's just like, why are they not in undergraduate programs? Why are not are they not in high school? Like, there's a prime they opportunity. Will be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, 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 this is, this is, I'm kind of with Anne. this is coming. Um, there's, there's those that are doing it and those that just haven't realized they're going to be doing it. <laughs> um, it, it's just that core to, to, to the skills of, well, of, of now I would argue, but certainly of the, of the future. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm really proud of, uh, the work that we're doing to, uh, to enable Tableau, um, or, or to enable Tableau with students and some of the certifications that we're doing and, um, the giving away the, 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 the free product and, and, uh, we're doing some more around curriculum, helping professors sort of integrate it into their, um, curriculum a little more seamlessly. Um, so all kinds of things that we're trying to do to help, uh, get to the 500,000 and the million students and beyond. So, you know, Luke and I, and I'm speaking for Luke, we've been obsessed with Iron Viz, the Tableau Public Contest yes. at TC every year. I want to know what Iron Viz means to you and how important it is that people participate, what Tableau learns from people that contribute to that. Yeah, you know, I, I distinctly remember the tweet I sent out when I was standing there in, uh, in New Orleans for TC18 and, uh, and, and soaking up everything that is Iron Viz. Um, and and it, it was along the lines of, you know, so I, for those of you that are participating in this, um, you know, whether in the audience, whatever, I defy you to go explain to somebody that's not part of this what's going on and get them to believe you it 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 it, it because it is it, it's pretty much impossible to believe uh and you know the the it, it the product on the stage is amazing but just the energy around it and i think what's important is everything that leads up to it um that that to me is kind of there's the there's the sort of the spectacle and the pizzazz of what happens on the stage and i think that's a lot of fun and 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 you know because that's the final stop on the on that journey um it it's notable but the journey is really important i love the tagline they just put up on the new iron viz page um which is win or learn you can't lose uh, and, and, and that to me is just the whole spirit of it. We talked about Mitchell Grewer earlier, um, and, and talked about Viz contests inside of his organization. And the way he figured it is, is that, Hey, hundreds of people participating in a, in a, in a Viz contest, there's a winner and that's all fine. But guess what? Hundreds of people now have a better idea what they can do with data. 
right? And be inspired. And there's something about the competitive spirit and kind of the, the, the concept of gamifying things. It's just a really effective way um, for people to inspire other people, for people to learn. So that's, I think, why it's really important. Um, the fact that we can pull it off still shocks me. Um, but uh, yeah, we're getting ready to do it all again. Um, and and uh, they just launched, uh, you, you may have seen, they just launched the European qualifiers uh, around a not very important topic of energy and sustainability, you know. <laughs> I, I think, I thought, I think from what I from what I heard, Anne was quickly trying to get citizenship in one of the eligible countries. Just because <laughs> threatened. I, I think threatened. I've I've insisted that I would still participate, whether I'm eligible or not. I'm <laughs> going to Europe anyway. I I defy to see what would happen if I you know were to show up. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> because it's such a you know you you think about the competitive spirit and doing something. Some of the most learn you know some of the, the opportunities i've had in my life to, to contribute to that i've learned a lot along the way so i think it's just like why would i not you can't keep me from creating a bit yeah <laughs> damn you <laughs> you can't hold me back i just got to when i was at the london tug a couple of weeks ago um i was joined uh, i presented there around uh, 2019.2 uh, the beta was was just arriving, and we talked about some of the cool features there, parameter actions, and the new vector maps, and um, even just what seemingly simple things like replace worksheet, which probably is going to change people's lives. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, the other, the co-presenter at that tug was Corey, uh, one of the three contestants with last year's Iron Viz, uh, and he talked about sort of his uh, journey. Uh, and it was a very captivating story. It just reminded me of all the, the amazing stuff that happens to pull that thing off. So um, there's some great blog posts out there right now about how we can improve, um, you know, and uh, there's certainly areas um, that we're cognizant about, you know, the applicability of what happens on stage to how people really use Tableau in a business environment. That has me really thoughtful. Um, uh, you know, as versus that kind of spectacle element that we talked about. Um, so I think that's a super interesting conversation. Uh, uh, diversity in on a number of different uh, sort of vectors, I think is a really important discussion um, when it comes to, well, shoot, not just Iron Viz, but Tableau community and Tableau at large. Um, it, we, we mirror the rest of the industry and the world with a lot of opportunities to do better on that stuff. And we, we could be a beacon of great, um, and I think we have steps before that's the case. So uh, there's places that, that I see that we can we can do even more, but uh, it's a really important part of uh, the fun that we have in the Tableau community, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but you can consider me a contestant. The, the goal is to win the first feeder. That's the main thing is if you don't win the first feeder, then you just have to do all of them, right? That's the position myself this year. Um, <laughs> what happened? You forget that I am the all-time loser. <laughs> I have gone nine straight losses. I take pride in those losses. Hey, Luke, win or learn, you can't lose. <laughs> I have I have nine straight learning moments. <laughs> learning, yes. <laughs> I'm the all-time learner. <laughs> 
from Iron Biz. <laughs> You're the first place, first place learner, man. Yes, there's, uh. there's a lot that can be said about being the first place learner. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, talking to you guys is a total blast. I can't tell you what a privilege uh, it, it is to, to have a chance to chat. I, I, uh, I hope I said an interesting thing or two, and, and uh, I would love to keep up all these conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's tough when we're all the, we all love the same thing. Like, I, I don't want to be an echo chamber, so I think we really stretch the bounds of the conversation and talk a lot of, about important topics. And I, I really like seeing where the conversation is going specifically related to data-driven organizations and how Tableau's thinking about it, how you're thinking about it, just as an industry leader, just in the state, right? And how we are, are, are approaching it as people that are, you know, evangelist advocates of that sort of movement. So I've, I've really enjoyed it and hearing more specifically about just how you guys are thoughtful about various things. Yeah, it's a total pleasure. Yeah, what Ann said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first place. <laughs> I'll be looking for a first place t-shirt when yep. it's all said and done. It's in the mail. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We appreciate the time. Yeah, talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day, guys. Hey, I, I have somebody that would love to say hi, you guys. Come, come, come. What? It's Jordan Scott. It's community extraordinaire. Hold on. The whole time. No, she was. No, she doesn't sit here and make sure that I don't say anything. Bad. That is not her. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to give her the headset. Hold on. Hello. How are you guys? Hi. Good. What's going on? Good. I just wanted to come say hello. <laughs> I've. I like to print out my favorite bizzes uh, on, uh, it's just not quite hung up yet on the wall. I, you know, sorry, I'll, I'll get to that. So I've got the, I don't know if people have seen that one yet. Ooh. Oh yeah. You know, it's just kind of, it's just this one spot in my office. That's not quite uh You can just imagine everybody listening or watching can just now imagine <laughs> that there's just this one blank spot in every inch of the wall. <laughs> feeling is filled, <laughs> except for like this one piece because clearly it's everywhere <laughs> wait i heard someone likes cats i have a cat on my floor even with a pinwheel in its head perfect